Welcome to Techno and Travel, the podcast of Tunes and Wings. My name is Sabine Spätling and today I take you on a journey to Skopje in Macedonia. This city might not be on your list up to now, but I'm pretty sure it will change after this podcast. So enjoy! Skopje in Macedonia might not be on your bucket list for 2019. Um, well, in this podcast episode, I will prove you are wrong. <laughs> um, this world might change your mind, um, especially when you're really into electronic music and when you're really into underground values of the scene. Um, because what I experienced there that techno or electronic music in general is not a hype um, there but it's really um, yeah as they have a strong community there and it has a long tradition and a long history in this um, yeah ex-communistic country um, to understand the scene a bit better I would first dive deeper into the history of the country and into the electronic music scene history of Skopje. But first, you might wonder why did she travel to Skopje? <laughs> um, thank you, Telecom Electronic Beats, really. Um, they invited me to Skopje for an event with Stefan Bozin and with Fidelis. And... Um, Yeah, you might know that Telecom or Electronic Beats is paying attention to local, local and smaller techno scenes in Germany, Austria, East Europe with regular events they are having there. And um, yeah, this was the reason why I traveled to Skopje. So I thought, why not combining it with a travel guide? Let's see what this city will bring. And first... I was doing some desk research in the internet and couldn't really find something about the techno scene there. So it was really nice that um, I met great personalities and um, especially Tsuki there who showed me around, who introduced me to the techno scene of the city and yeah, took me to some very special places. Um, but yes, as I said, I would love to start a bit with the history. Um, people in this country are really, really nice. Um, this is, was absolutely my first impression. The second impression was, hmm, this city looks a bit strange. Actually, the communistic houses are combined with new luxury, like tons of monumental buildings and statues in the city center. So actually my experience is from traveling to different cities that one can draw a conclusion about the culture by looking at the historic buildings of the city. But yes, not in this case. <laughs> um, why is it like that? Um, there was an earthquake or the city suffered from a really huge earthquake in 1963 And after that earthquake, only Soviet apartment blocks and concrete formed actually the city's um, scape. 
Locals said that before this earthquake, Vienna, it had yeah, kind of the look of Vienna with the red double-decker buses and um, yeah. Um, this must be the, the um, original picture of the city. But now, as I said, um, the country was ruled by communism for a long time. And only in 1991, Macedonia became independent of Yugoslavia. So this formed this whole communistic picture of the city. But why is it combined with new monuments and statues everywhere? Um, well, the next historical step of this city was the Skopje 2014 project. And out of this project, new historical monuments and statue, statues were placed in the city center. So this looks kind of strange. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's nowadays the city's um, picture and the city's um, yeah, um, image, which, which is shown to the people there. Um, however, I think communism still can be seen and felt when walking through the streets and talking to the locals. But um, yeah, nevertheless, or exactly because of that new historical status, um, the local scene is really well connected and it holds together very strongly. Another historical or nice thing about this city in terms of architecture is um, the old bazaar, which is next to all this kitsch. And it's one of the oldest and largest markets in the Balkans um, and offers at least a perceived history. <laughs> and next to fine materials like leather, um, you will also find super tasty Balkan food like kebab and baklava and um, I experienced that everything in this country is um, pretty cheap but mostly served in really good quality and yeah for example a cappuccino costs only about 60 till um, 80 um, of the local warranty which is about one euro so absolutely fair. And yeah, the young and trendy new up and rising neighborhood of the city is Dema Malo. And yeah, many of the local hotspots that are listed in my travel guide are of course located there. Coming now to the techno scene. Um, yeah, well, the scene in Skopje is um, quite small due to the size of the city. Um, but this is the good thing about it. It seems like everyone knows each other. And um, also the locals, that's at least what I experienced, are really self-confident about their scene. And they don't really care about international hypes in the electronic music scene. Also, the reason for that is that a Skopje really has a strong history. And um, thank you again, Suki. It was really nice, nice meeting you. And um, what a coincidence, but a real blessing. Um, Suki is a local artist who's part of the 
seen in Skopje since right from the beginning. And yeah, he told us a bit about the background, the history and the development of this subculture. And in addition, he showed me around really nice local spots. So um, bits, diving a bit into the electronic music history of this city, um, Soki revealed that back in the 90s, people from all over Yugoslavia traveled to Skopje when they wanted to listen to electronic music. So it was more or less the capital of electronic music in Yugoslavia. And in 1989, 89, yeah, the DJ started to play house music in the clubs and yeah, actually like all over um, the world and beginning of the 90s there was a radio station called Canal 103 and it was the first alternative radio station which mixed new alternative musics with classics and electronic music like Kraftwerk, Cabaret Voltaire and so on. And um, what Soki also mentioned, that in 1993, the first official techno party took place in Skopje. And then furthermore, um, in 1995, the tea festival with about 4,000 guests took place. And Soki called this a state of bliss event. And acts like the Prodigy were invited to Skopje. And when you go back to my article on the website tunesandwings.com, there's also a video linked from that um, time within the article. And this festival really acted like kind of a revolution for the scene in Skopje. From then on, yeah, this culture really conquered all the places in the city. Parties and events got organized, clubs were opened and even DJs like Derek, Derek May were invited to play in Skopje. And um, Suki mentioned also that the first techno club in Skopje called Dali was opened in 1996. And also during that time the PMG, they are called Progressive Music Group, um, was the first group of artists in Skopje that could earn a living out of electronic music. So record stores opened and yeah, electronic music really got popular in the city. And a really nice quote that Suki also said is, in Macedonia you are actually a nobody if you're not having a huge collection of records at home. Um, during communism, of course, people don't really have that much money, so they really have an eye on which music they spend their money on. So they really listen to a lot of records before they bought one. And um, yeah, what they what what people do and did is reading books and listening to music at home, and that's why they're really really into that music. And I think this is also a reason why the community is so strong there. Yeah, and only about four years ago, the city experienced some kind of downtown in the electronic music scene. So in 2014, Sector 
1909 was the only club that actually played electronic music in Skopje. Um, but it was at the same time also the time when underground parties grew big again. And yeah, today the city is back on track with clubs, parties and a proper scene. The city raises local talent as well. So um, two, just to yeah, name two DJs, one is Deutsche. He's um, an important DJ for the scene. He's currently living in Berlin, um, but regularly inviting artists from Macedonia to Berlin's Club Tresor. And another name is Herzl. You find all the links and the persons in the article on the website. Um, yeah, and one of the most remarkable festivals for electronic music, as well as visual arts and new media, is the Desonance Festival. And also very important are the young collectives. Um, they're kind of breathing, breathing new life into Skopje's scene. Names are Obli, Audioban and Skopsky Groove. Another one I can't really say. It's like B-T-K-R-S-H. Maybe you can help me. <laughs> so according to Soki there, the future of the club culture and nightlife in Skopje. Now the big question is where to party in Skopje? Well, there are several clubs and you will never be bored in that city. Um, they're not only open during the weekends, some of them are also open during some days um, during the week. A very important club in the city is Sector 909. It's located directly in the city center and it's the leading techno and house and disco club in Macedonia. Just to give you some examples on the lineup recently, Berlin DJs Ryan Elliott and Steffi from uh, Ostkut, as well as some local talents. Another club is Minus Eden. So if you like to listen to Macedonian house and techno, to local Macedonian house and techno, this is really your place to be. Um, before mentioned DJ Fluter, who also played at the Electronic Beats event, and Soki are playing there regularly. Um, another really important venue for the city is Epicenter. International artists like Shlomo Mesquiten, Roy Paris and Mind Against are booked there. As well as the before-mentioned local DJ Stoitsche. And yes, since its opening just a few years ago, it is really a strong force for the scene in, in Skopje. And last but not least, the Papaya Club. According to Soki, um, Papaya played a big role for female talent in the scene of Skopje. They, for example organized the first female-only lineup parties and today all kinds of electronic music is played there. So you might have a look on their um, program before going to the club. And now for all the foodies. 
bars, cafes and restaurants. Um, I have to say that Skopje really has a great selection of locations that combine chilled cafes on one side, bar on the other side and combining it with the scene of the electronic music because they're playing or even streaming music all day long. And what they all have in common, that's at least what I perceived, is um, the aromatic coffee. I think Macedonia seems to cultivate a really strong coffee culture. And many of the gastronomical concepts are supporting local subcultures and art. One of them is Café Krug. It can be found in the hip neighborhood Deba Malo. It has great music, good coffee, nice people. And that seems to be the concept. The wooden interior reminds a bit of Berlin cafes. But yeah, with an own Macedonian charm. Then there's the craft coffee, cafe. Um, yeah, good coffee, tasty cocktails and relatively new. So you might want to check this out. Then there's the Islet Cafe. It has um, a garden and terrace. So that's why people are calling it an urban jungle. And yeah, it, it invites its guests to um, either chill afternoon with a coffee or some techno grooves in the evening. Then um, another very nice concept is the Kamin Kamo. This is really a restaurant, a really rustic, traditional restaurant that serves local food. It's not trendy nor hipster or vegan, but really traditional. Um, and the local's choice of Tsuki is the Sarma. It's a wrap of vine leaves filled with bulgo or rice and minced meat. And a very interesting concept that I visited there is the Couture Café film. Um, it's a really history-charged location and I barely found it. It lies in a hidden and unremarkable backyard. Um, and the owner, Darek, opened this cafe, which is also a bar and a cinema, in October 2018. And he told me about the history of this cafe. So when communism ruled the city of Skopje, this location was the place where Shuri previewed the movies before the public got to see the films. So, so if you're there, I can just recommend talking to Darek. He will tell you a lot of interesting stories. Um, another nice bar that I was able to visit and Soki took me there was the radio bar and it belongs together with the BKY and Kino Karposch. Um, at radio bar, smooth sounds um, filled the room while having a coffee. Um, Yeah, you find the bar also in the hip neighborhood Deba Malo um, and old radios, cassettes and other vintage stuff characterizes the interior of the bar and artists from all over the Balkans actually are 
coming to this bar regularly and play a smooth set. So this was really nice. Kids were um, running around, people were having a coffee, talking to each other. And um, a DJ from Bulgaria had a nice set. She was playing there. All the people were chilled, talking to each other. It was a fantastic Yeah, atmosphere and in the article on the website you will also find the link to that website of the um, radio bar because they also have a live stream online so if you can't make it to Skopje you might at least want to listen to the wonderful tunes yeah and as I said before the owner runs um, the BKW and Kino Kaposch Two and all of the three concepts are supporting local art and subculture. And another recommendation I got is the Papu Bar, and it also has this artistic background there, supporting creativity, um, community talents, like local talents. And combine it with um, a menu of local wine and some appetizers. Then the Toto Daily Bistro. Um, this was a nice um, yeah, brunch and breakfast coffee in, in Skopje. It's also pretty new. It just opened in December. Super friendly people super tasty food and my tip there is uh, say hello <laughs> to all the employees there they're really so nice and um, yeah my tip is order soup and then eat the chocolate tart and order cappuccino this is really good and last but not least there is a location called vinyl and it's um, yeah more or less like a cafe um, restaurant And very trendy, very stylish. And this is also the place where the local people of the scene meet. And it's, um, yeah, in the city center. So it's very easy to reach and a nice location. So now I hope you are hungry for Skopje and want to dive deeper into the scene. Um, I really can just recommend talk to the people there. They are so friendly. They will show you around and yeah, you will be surprised by the scene there and by the good quality of the music. And if you are looking for all the locations and tips mentioned in this podcast, just enter www.tunesandwings.com and there you will find the travel guide for Skopje with all the recommendations and um, much more that um, wasn't mentioned in this podcast about Skopje all the links to the people to the locations and I hope you have a great time in Skopje let me know when you were there let me know when you checked out the places and yeah maybe you also have another recommendations for Skopje 
maybe some friends um, that you visited there or other locations that you find found out let us know let me know I'm happy to check them out as well um, we have a close community of like-minded techno lovers around the globe it's called tunes and wings community and it would be so great meeting you there exchanging ideas experiences with you there so join us looking forward to meeting you there thank you so much for listening rock and roll and stay tuned yeah, yeah.